Welcome, Hope Grown Faith, to another Monday Mom Mentor, where we are equipped and encouraged to nurture the hope of Christ in our homes. And today, I'm super excited to introduce you to Bailey Curley. Do you use the T normally in your introductions? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It just, it just depends. <laughs> well, you're just going by Bailey today. <laughs> I like it. Um, so Bailey is the author of this book that I just read and love is called Together is a Beautiful Place and it's all about friendships, which is something I think that like so many of us, probably 100% of us struggle with at some point in our lives, especially after we become moms, because it's just tricky. So thank you so much for joining us today, Bailey. Yeah, I'm excited. This is fun. Yeah, I, I love it too. Okay, so uh, how about you introduce yourself a little bit more than I just did because you're more than your book. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yes, I first I'm a mom. So I feel like speaking with moms is very exciting for me because I'm in the thick of having those little people, which it really is a different kind of season, especially for friendships. So I have a six year old, a three year old and an 18 month old. And we live in Denver, Colorado. Um, my husband and I are really involved in our community, whether it's informally just loving our neighbors and being really intentional with those relationships or more formally with hosting a small group, coaching small group leaders. And I'm also on staff at our local church working with small groups. So that's uh, one side of life. And then on the other side, yes, I, in the last five years, five, six years, I feel like time is going faster than my memory holds, but um, have been writing around the topic of friendship. It just felt really natural. I've had the beauty of Christian friendship that has really yeah, supported me and helped me mature and have just seen God work really wonders. And then I've also been in situations and seasons where friendship was really hard and challenging and scary. And um, I've just had kind of like a dark, a dark season of friendship. So it's been fun as an adult to explore the science behind friendship, explore um, the French, like the theology of friendship um, and be able to be an encouragement to women who are yes trying to navigate one of the most important relationships in your life. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I find that when I'm writing, most of the stuff that I'm writing about comes out of things that I'm learning for myself. Um, so you could have written about anything you could have written about <laughs> parenting. You could have written about being young adult. You could have written about like what to do in Denver. Like, mm -hmm. Why did you choose to write about friendship? Yes, I truly, it was that I think for me, faith is so closely connected to relationships. God invited us through relationship into relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And then I think as well, our influence is best done in the context of relationship. And so I think that marriages are super important and children are wonderful and parents are fantastic. Those family um, relationships are so great, but friendships have so much value for our overall mental health, physical health, and spiritual health. And so I just felt and again, I think for me, it's always been a very natural thing. I feel like I love to be hospitable. And with that comes that constant invitation of let's invite people in to our lives, into meeting each other, into creating communities. So I think that's already a really natural place, but seeing that it's not natural for a lot of people and those that area in a lot of people's lives, it's like an empty bucket or it's just depleted or it's just not that great or it's toxic or so many different things and wanting people to, I think, work through their own personal hindrances to friendship, the things that they believe that are probably not true. 
maybe some um, lies or baggage they're carrying with them into their friendships. Just, I think, acknowledging what true friendships can look like and then being able to actively pursue those. Um, so I think that's kind of where it all spurred from. Um, it feels, it, honestly, this is so silly, but it feels like me. Is that so <laughs> silly? Um, but it was just, yeah. So I think it's something I've just always been passionate about and didn't even know what a big piece of that thread through my entire life um, the thread of friendship has been so, yeah, I think just so vital for my life and my faith that when it came to deciding on a, a topic to be teaching about, it just, man, it rings so true for me and hasn't been, it's been less of like having to pull like, oh, I got to really like work at this. It just feels very natural. Oh, that's really cool. I love how God just gives us all different passions and you know, things in our lives that then, you know, I heard it said once like one man's, oh, I am going to butcher the quote. Cause now I can't remember the last half. It's like one man's <laughs> genius is the next pan, man's like confusion. I, I totally got that. I shouldn't have started that sentence, <laughs> but basically what is easy for you is like genius to somebody else. That's, that's it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That was bad. Okay. Christy, wake up. Okay. So, um, I've seen you talk about vulnerability in conversations and I feel like in friendships, it's really easy to kind of go one way or the other, like where we go and we don't want to share any of those things, those vulnerable things with other people, or we overshare. (laughs) So funny. I was talking to a friend the other day and she's like, wow, this person at church was really oversharing. And then she goes, yeah, well, actually I do that a lot too, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) So how can... First of all, what is like actual vulnerability in a way that's beneficial to a friendship and not oversharing or overburdening the other person? And how does that help us connect while we're, you know, juggling conversations while running errands or with kids interrupting every two minutes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So the vulnerability piece in friendship, um, you know, there has to be an equal balance of sharing hard things and sharing joyful things. Because it's true, if you come too hard into a friendship, especially a new one, and it's just like, woe is me, this is hard, I want to be honest, this is difficult by marriage, this is so hard in parenting, and that's kind of the introduction into the friendship, it's true, like you will probably ward off women. Um, And so you're right, there needs to be a delicate balance of, I want to be honest with you because I'm not perfect, and I don't have it all together, and I want you to know that, but then on the other end, um, not, you can't lean too heavy on the, I'm broken and I'm, you know, a mess and I, that life is just hard all the time. So yes. One of the things that I thought was really interesting is I was reading some statistics on how people just like receive a first introduction. Um, and it kind of sounds maybe to some, it might be a turnoff, but they describe it as approaching an interview when you're applying for a job. And when you're doing that, you have a lot of energy, you have a lot of spunk, you're a little bit more on, you're ready to answer questions, you're ready to ask questions. And it's kind of the same in friendship. If you come out of the gates really strong and put your best foot forward, then it's gonna be easier to create the likability that will sustain a friendship through the hard parts and the vulnerability. And so I think in vulnerability, especially when you first meet people, that's my recommendation is you kind of gotta put that best foot forward. You can still be your true self, but you just need to be a little bit more on um, and a little bit more engaging and excited and 
you know, asking questions. And I think as time goes on and there you've reached that comfortability, you can begin to let in more of the realness of things. Mm. Something that's been really interesting though, is that as moms, we think I don't have a lot of time for friends. I don't have like an abundance of hours to just sit around and talk and get to know women. And especially if you like are doing play dates, even if you do them frequently, you're having these weird interrupted conversations. It's so hard to actually talk about something. And so it is still important though, that as you have met someone and you feel a connection that you do get to the important stuff quickly. Um, there was a man out of the university of Kansas has studied a lot in friendship and there's two things that he really contributes to people connecting quickly. And the first is the frequent time, really being consistent, um, making sure you plan out in your calendar how often you're going to meet. That's super important, right? Mm -hmm. But the second piece he said is really making sure that when you are together, the conversations that you are having are meaningful. So the things that you talk Mm -hmm. about really, really matter. So if you only are having an hour a week or even just seeing that one friend once a month, when you are together, you have to make it matter. You have to really work hard to ask tougher questions or to dig in a little bit more when they've said, oh, things are fine to be like, you know, okay, that's, I'm glad things are fine. What makes this week fine? You know, what's Mm -hmm. been fine about that? Just like kind of digging in a little bit more because that's what creates the meaningful connection that we're all looking for. So yes, it's a delicate balance. And I think a lot of us have enough intuition to know when the right time is to change the conversation. Um, And I think it's a little bit being brave to be the person who does it first. Yeah, absolutely. But wanting to get the reward of having connection and feeling really heard and feeling really known, that's so important. Um, And when you don't have ample amount of time to just waste together, like we did in high school or college, and you're like, we're friends just because we like spend a lot of time together your friends because you've worked really hard to make the friend times um, meaningful. Hmm. You know, I've, that reminds me of a friend of mine who's just actually really, really good at that kind of thing. Like you have a conversation with her and she is like going deep right away. And, mm-hmm. and it, it feels easy, but it doesn't feel so easy from my end. Like, I mean, when I'm in conversation with anybody else trying to be like Heather, <laughs> uh, she's just really good at that. So do you have any tips for, those of us who maybe are not as brave with like asking those questions or even sharing real answers. How do you just practice? (laughs) Yeah. Practice. Also, I write down questions beforehand Mm -hmm. so that I feel like I don't have to think of them on the spot. Um, You could even, if you want, you could like put them on your notes in your phone, in your phone that you can like quickly kind of glance at and be like, oh yeah, that's what I want to ask and dig into. Cause even with my best intentions, I get into the friend moment or the play date and it just like goes away. And then mm-hmm. I leave thinking, I really regret not having been more intentional. And so, yeah, I would say, think of some questions ahead of time, maybe things you've already been talking about that you want to follow up on. Or if it's a new friend, you're like, I just want to ask, how did you meet your husband? You know, what, what drew mm-hmm. you to him? How did he propose things like that, where you're not just kind of saying, like on the light surface, you're trying to really get to know them and ask Mm -hmm. more about them. So that's one suggestion. And another one, I love that you brought this up is shadowing what is being modeled 
to you. So when you have a friend that you admire this quality in them, like, wow, they invite people in so well, or she's so good at introducing herself to new people, or she's great at making people feel connected really quickly is do what they do. Just model, (laughs) model what they do. Because I know for me, I have friends that have so many strengths that I just don't have. And just like you said, you're like, I got, I want to be like Heather. I feel that way all the time. I'll like tell myself like, okay, going into this, like you can do this. Like Laura, you can introduce yourself to new preschool moms. She's so good at it. (laughs) I want to be better at kind of not just like going in and out of the preschool. I really want to do this. So giving yourself little pep talks, modeling after your friends that do something really well. I mean, that's a great way to move forward. And I, I like how you explain that it's not being inauthentic. It's not pretending to be somebody that you're not. It's just practicing good friendship skills and learning from other people. I think we might think, oh, well, that's, that's not being me being the real me. The real me is just sitting on the sidelines and watching. Well, then mm-hmm. <laughs> the real you is going to be very lonely. <laughs> yeah, yes. and, and sometimes I have been right. Because that has mm-hmm. been me just sitting on the sidelines and watching everybody else. But once I started learning friendship skills from other people <laughs> and also just being like, you know what? They're probably not judging me. I'm just judging myself. I'm just going to get in there. For the longest time, I was really uncomfortable, like just joining a group of people, people who are already having a conversation. I feel like, okay, well, that's me interrupting. Then I started realizing if I just kind of like go and stand with them, they start looking at me and just like talking to me too. And I was like, what's going on here? Like they don't mind that I'm just joining the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. That was a good practice for me. I'm still working Mm -hmm. on that one, but that's been like since junior high. Yeah, we all are. I told my husband, I'm like, man, today was not my best work because I have so many moments where I get into social settings and I'm just, we, I'm, I'm unco- I get nervous and I am short with people or I don't introduce myself like I want to. So yeah, we all have those days. So how can we be on the other end? How can we as moms create a more welcoming environment for other people who maybe aren't in the place where they're ready to practice their friendship skills? <laughs> Yes. Would be the welcoming ones. Yeah. I think I always tell my kids, I guess really anyone that I'm just like, remember what it was like when you were the one that was left out or remember what it was like when you were the one that like you, I don't know, just, yeah, that you were the one that left out or you were the one that wasn't invited into the conversation or you were the one that was like sitting on the side and just no one approached you and just remember how that felt. Um, because I think that can really spur people to do something about it when they do see the person that's new and walks in being like, man, that takes a lot of courage. So I'm going to make the first move to go over there and bring them in, introduce them to the people that I know, um, and make some room for them. And so I feel like mom circles, especially are really intimidating. I find them super intimidating. (laughs) Um, and so, I think just being that welcoming force. And when you, again, when you are practicing that and modeling that your friends will take note and they will, can, they will follow up and continue in the same way because you'll slowly kind of build a little, maybe mom circle culture or friend culture that says we go out of our way to extend an invitation to someone new or to say hello to that person that's lonely. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think, Yes, it's on both ends. Like we have to be courageous to introduce ourselves, but then also sometimes don't make it so hard for people. Um, Don't make it so hard for the mom that is just really, truly wanting connection. Um, be, Be that bridge for her and make introductions. Here's something that I work with a lot of women on in that the kind of mindsets 
mindset things is that a lot of women don't, there's reasons why you don't want to do this, but some say, I don't want to do this because then she's going to think we have to be best friends for the next five years. <laughs> and I already have friends. Like, I don't want to be the first voice or the first person that reaches out. Cause then now I have a little person that like is on my shoulder following me around, following me around. And that just, it doesn't have to be that way. Reaching out and saying hello and making introductions. Um, it's one of my husband and I's favorite things to do. Cause I would say we're probably tapped out in our actual community capacity, but we love creating space for people to connect with other people. So when we meet someone new in the neighborhood and we're like, well, I don't think we have the capacity to become their new best friends, but we know this couple over here, they share this thing in common. So let's like have them both over for dinner, connect them, make sure they exchange numbers so they can begin a friendship together. So I think that, (laughs) so I think, um, just in general, like as you're thinking about, I just that, yeah, that I see that preschool mom every single week and she never really knows who to talk to just be an introductory person again. Yeah. You introducing yourself, Mm. you may find a new best friend, but you also can just be the person that is making the contacts connection, the contact connections happen and watching friends become friends and like flourish and do their thing over there. It really is a joy to see. Hmm. And not only that, but I think it feels like it takes the pressure off too. Like if I'm just, I'm not going into this with these big expectations that you're going to be my new best friend. I have definitely gone into situations where I was like, wow, we have so much in common and we're going to be great friends. And then you invite them over and it's great. And then they never invite you back. And you're like, oh man, like that was so, but just seeing it more as like, I'm going to connect you. We're just going to feel this out. It kind of takes some of that pressure off, right? Where, okay, we don't have to be best friends. <laughs> Maybe I've been that person. <laughs> People are like, oh, Christina's is just going to be the person on my shoulder forever. <laughs> or maybe wow. not. We're always on both sides. Yeah, that's right. Well, we, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, for me, that just kind of takes some of the pressure off you know, feeling like I need to be pouring into them constantly or that Mm -hmm. we have to be connected forever. Let's just check it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See how it goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause there's been many times where I've reached out to other people and they've not reached back. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I've, I'm pretty much okay with that. Like the doesn't bother me because I have done, you know, some of those things like connecting them with other people, or maybe it was just in the moment they needed somebody to immediately welcome them and then they felt great and then oof, they don't need me anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's okay. We all have our purposes and stuff, right? So, right. <laughs> I have a question for you. So, is there something that you think that moms should stop doing in their friendships with other moms? Yes, absolutely. Um, I feel like at least in my perspective of mom friendships is that there are a lot of things to be experts on. Meaning Mm -hmm. in a friendship circle, you know, one mom feels like I'm an expert on potty training. So this is how you all should do it. Or I'm the expert on sleep training. So this is how you all should do it. And so in those mom circle relationships, I always feel like offer ideas but not absolutes because we are all trying our best. We're all parenting in our own little different ways. And I think what moms need most in their friendships is an advocate and not a judge. Hmm. So what they're really looking for is someone to either say, I like that idea. We didn't try that when we potty trained, but you know what? I like, I'm excited for you. Let me know how it goes. I'm here if you need anything else. Instead of, I do feel like a lot of times when it comes to what our kids eat for snacks, what 
they do with their free time. Like, oh, that mom put her kids in way too many sports. We would never do that. Or wow, that family never puts their kids in anything. Like, why are they not, you know, giving their kids more opportunities? Like, it's just, there's such a wide scale of everything we do as moms. And we already are second guessing every decision we make. And we already are trying our absolute best to love our kids and raise them well and want them to be like flourishing little humans. And so truly we need, yeah, we need advocates and we need people to like stand beside us instead of standing against us. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways like motherhood is it's hard enough without us being hard on each other. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I was, I just wrote something down as you were talking. I think another way to think about that would be to be a learner. Like, don't think that, you know, everything about yes. anything really. Cause there's always something new that we can learn. Maybe you potty trained eight kids, like you said, but, yeah. and then somebody comes in with something new and you're like, oh, you can, like you said, you could either be like, well, that doesn't work. Or you can say, oh, I, I didn't try that. <laughs> Tell me how it goes. Like you said. And I thought, well, that, that is an attitude of humility, which probably goes a long way <laughs> mm-hmm. and just being curious and being a learner and knowing that everybody has something to teach and to share. And that you're not always the, the one with all the know-how. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will say it's, I mean, again, it's something you got to fight. What is it about us moms that we're also like, she's doing it wrong. You know, <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'm so guilty. I'm like, I have to hold my tongue. So mm-hmm. I think I know what it is. I think it's because we don't feel confident that we're doing it right. So when, so we, when somebody else does it differently than us, we feel like, oh my goodness, am I doing it wrong? Mm-hmm. And then, so then we have to like buckle down and be like, no, I'm doing it right. And you must do it my way too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like our own inner judgment mm-hmm. comes out as external judgment. Uh, so is there anything that you had wanted to say today? Any last minute encouragement or anything that you wanted to share on the topic of friendship before we. Continue? Sure. I think one final just like word of encouragement Um is moms also fall into the trap of, I have to, I can do this by myself, or I feel like that's my only choice because my life is too busy. So I just have to figure this out on my own. I don't have time for friendships. And I just think we often feel like we have to do these hard things by ourselves, but the best way to get through hard things is together. Um, and the support of moms can go such a long way. Um, and so I just feel like in the different trials that you guys are all experiencing, you're thinking, I don't really care about friendship or that's not the priority right now. I just want to remind you that friendships are the most significant players in your ability to be a good mom. Not only do they feed your soul in just having the fun brunches together or spending time together and having adult conversation, breaking up your routines, but truly having just one person by your side impacts the way that you do hard things. Um, the science has shown that when people have to tackle obstacles and they have a friend next to them, they're more likely to accomplish those things than people who don't have the support beside them. Um, and so I always like to say also uh, Ecclesiastes said the same thing when they said two are better than one, for if one falls down, his companion can lift him up. Um, friendships are the exact same way. So as you're going through your day or you're having another day of like laundry and school pickups and making three meals for so many people and just maybe feeling run down that 
a friendship can, a phone call with a friendship or a text or a short coffee date, it can really change. It can change a lot and it can keep you going um, in, in your motherhood. Well, now I'm all inspired to call my friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, who am I going to call first? <laughs> well, thank you so much for connecting with us on this topic, Bailey. This is something we could probably talk about for a long time, but now that's, we're not going to just talk about it and philosophize about it. We're going to go and do it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But if we do want to talk about it more and philosophize and theologize and stuff about <laughs> it, where can we find you online? <laughs> yes. Um, BaileyTHurley.com has all sorts of great resources. Um, and then also on like to continue a regular conversation, I'm on Instagram and you can find me at Bailey.T.Hurley.